Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome one, welcome all to volume 108 of the NFC East Mixtape. You can listen to this show wherever you get your NFC East blog podcasts all across the SB Nation network. Um, you can watch this show on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel. You can also watch it on the blog and the boys YouTube channel. If you listen or watch, you will see or hear whatever it is that you want to do. My awkward words. He has randomly gotten a BGN. I am RJ Ochoa, BTB, BLG. Happy Tuesday for us, Wednesday for everyone else. Happy Friday to all listening, and I have a new hat, RJ. To all a good night. I bring, uh, you know, I try to bring some exciting visual elements for the YouTube audience, um, mm. which I don't know that you always do. So here I am making a big effort. I get a lot of compliments on my, like, background a lot. So, I mean, I feel like you know, mm. I'm good there. Okay. But it's the same background each time. There's nothing new. But if you see are you saying you have something? Thing. Are you going to talk about your hat? Is that what you were trying to get at? Yeah, right I have now? a hat. But you have to, I'm not going to say what it is. You have to look at it if you're. Is it purple? I really. No, it's like a blue. It's blue. It's like a. Uh, like a know, royal blue? A blue, I guess. Yeah. And then um, yellow underneath because I think the, that's like the Philadelphia flag. You know, it's the colors. Really? Um, Philadelphia yeah. has a flag? Like the city? <clears throat> yeah. Look it up. Okay. Like Google wow. it right now. Like in. You should. I really not going well, to remember the I thought, um, the I thought it was Eagles like the piece. brotherly flag or something like that. Like, don't they have like I thought the the love sign was the flag, like the L O V. It's actually just a thing. flag and there's Rocky on it. Um, no, uh, <laughs> if remember you have the a hat Frankfurt, on, uh, for the podcast, the Frankfurt on. yellow jackets, the um, the Eagles blue in yellow uniforms. They're like ugly retro uniforms they wore that one time. I don't even know. I I've, I know the uniforms. I didn't know the like origin name for them. Well, so. that is based on these colors and whatnot. Um, okay, so then that helps with the visual for what this color hat is. It looks purple to me. I'm wearing a purple shirt, but um, but so you're wearing a hat. Philadelphia Athletics. You were explaining to me right before we started recording mm-hmm. uh, the OG baseball team in the city the of most Block Love. Successful sports franchise in Philadelphia history with five World Series championships. Do you know the second? most uh, successful team in Philadelphia sports history, at least for active uh, teams, I guess. I don't know if there's like another technical thing, but like of the main like, ones. Like currently active, like not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it like main like, teams. Um, no like niche answer here. Like actually it was the Philadelphia Liberty Bell. I mean, it might be like, the Eagles. No. Yeah, it is four because they have the Super Bowl and they have the three world championships they had before the Super the, Bowl era. The world championships that nobody recognizes, right? I mean, if you're a Yankees fan, you certainly do. Wow. Um, well, who's third? Is it the Sixers? Uh, I don't know, but we're losing steam on this, so let's keep it moving. Wow, uh, I'm wearing a purple shirt. Um, it says Donatello on it. Uh, it's from our friends at Homage, and I was going to ask you who your favorite Ninja Turtle was. Mine is obvious. 
I can never remember. Like, I need to look at a picture of it. I can't. I don't have it off the top of my head. Like, who is who and what has what, what weapon and, did they employ? Um. See, I'd have to look at all four of them and decide which one I want. Le- I think we've talked. Leonardo about this was blue with the samurai sword. Um, and Donatello ha- was the purple um, coverings with the staff. Michelangelo mm-hmm. was orange with the nunchucks, and Raphael was red with the like. I think they're called size, um, but the like hand dagger sword the- things. Pointy things, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm looking at them all. I I do love the uh, TMNT. Uh, you know, like arcade game. That one, also the X Men right. game. If I go to a an arcade thing and they don't have those, like I, I've been to a couple. I think a couple different things. Um, not to trash anyone in Philly, but I've been to a couple different places like that, and they haven't had those. And I'm like, what the? What is going on here? And like, no Mortal Kombat. Like, come on, these are like the classics. You mm-hmm, have to have mm-hmm. these. Uh, I'm gonna go, I guess, with the sword guy. The main sword, the samurai sword. Yeah, the blue, the, 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 blue, the blue one. That's Leonardo. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. Well, I believe Seth Rogen is the person behind the revamped Ninja Turtles uh, movie, so that's you, basically. Um, I know mm. that nobody's ever told you before that you sound I've like drawn Seth Rogen. that comparison, which I do not <laughs> see for the record, but I have gotten it multiple times which is strange you sound like him a lot i don't know that like the visual is there um i mean seth rogan i don't think is six five um so if he's not you know then you're really missing that because you're six five um but i have one last tangential thing and then we have a lot to get to obviously on today's mixtape but if you're ready for the tangent here we go mm-hmm. you brought up um but remember we were talking about the philly athletics um the chicago cubs and our buddy stats texted me over the weekend and i think he was watching some nba playoffs and he was like, the you know city of Atlanta has the Falcons and the Hawks. He was like, is there another city that has two of the same type of thing as its mascot mm, that are not the same? The way question. that Falcons and Hawks are both birds, uh, but not the same sort of thing. So I brought up the Cubs and the Bears. And I was like, you know, they both are represented you know, by the city of Chicago, or they both represent Chicago. And he was like, well, they're both technically Bears. And that's fair. Uh, but then this kind of took us into like a, you know, a awesome rabbit hole where we were discussing all sorts of things, but we didn't come up with an answer to that question. So if you have one, that would be cool. No, I don't really. Um, there's, there's some like people ones um, that like, if you consider them both to yeah. be people, but, but that's kind of cheating. Boring. Like, like San Francisco, I brought up has the 49ers, which would theoretically be like a coal miner. Right. And then a giant, a which is also miner. like a human um you know whatever and i guess uh mm. if you consider the warriors you know also a human you know what i mean but um but yeah again it depends how you classify these things um well, we said the lions right you said detroit the lions and the tigers i actually brought that up and i said it has like an alice in wonderland thing like i've always thought about that like they have the lions and tigers but they don't have the bears oh my so mm. okay is that alice in wonderland what i'm thinking of i think it is uh no wizard of oz Oh, no. whatever. I was super close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Something. It is Wizard of Oz. You're right. Um, wow. Um, hey, they have the gray uniforms. They have the gray uniforms it. for the Lions to be like the Tin Man, at least. So they're really close mm. to the full Wizard of Oz. Okay. That would be a fun like uh, minor league uh, you know, night at the ballpark, I feel like. Wizard of Oz. I agree. Um, so I had a spinoff question off of Stats, and then we're done with this, and we'll get to the NFC East News, obviously, of the week. This is our penultimate episode before the nfl draft we'll have one that goes out next week obviously the day before um Mm -hmm. but what city like collectively has the best kind of group of sports mascots color scheme however you want to call it like and if you're objective like 
I have a problem with Philly in that the color schemes are like so radically different from one another. Like the Eagles are so different from the Sixers and the Flyers. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like that's a tough scene. My nominee is Pittsburgh. And I know that's tough for you, but like I love how they're all the same color. Yeah, I mean, that's, I've said that before. Anyone's going to say that because it's, you know, it's so unique. Um, and I don't really know what comes close to that. But now I'm down the rabbit hole of what else is similar. Raiders and Warriors kind of have a similar, I feel like, like uh, thought behind that. But if you're looking for something even more, connected you could say nuggets and rockies or dolphins and that's really close i like i Um, never really considered that nuggets and rockies are like a similar thing like the you know the dfw area has the cowboys mm -hmm. and the rangers and even the stars are kind of like all and the mavericks right like they're all kind of like the mascots are somewhat loosely tied together um that's cool ravens and orioles too that's a great one. Uh, but like, that's also kind of cheating because the Ravens were founded, you know, like basically in the 21st century when they were like mm. aware they were trying to do that. You know what I mean? Um, okay. You could also say capitals and nationals um, in Washington. Yeah. Like DC. Wait. And now I guess commanders, yeah. you know what I mean? To Wait, make it capitals. NFC East. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at an old list here and it still has them as the senators, I guess. Yeah. So you could go capitals, nationals, and commanders. Like, those are all obviously tied to like, I would say like governmental positions, but like, you know, they're all related to like it being the nation's capital. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, my last admission here uh, on anything, or I guess it's an admission. But um, so forever, I never understood why people called the Pittsburgh Pirates the Bucks or like the Buckos, right? Like that's people Buckos. refer to them as. And then it finally like hit me one day when I was watching a Bucks game. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like they're pirates. Like, that's why. Like, that's what's happening here. So, um yeah, Wait, what? It's my little admission. Wait, what? what was the? I don't understand well, like, how it connected for you. Because the, like the Buccaneers are the Buccaneers, but they're like the Buccaneers because they're a version of a pirate, right? It's like a, it's like a synonym mm-hmm. for a pirate. So like that's oh, why they call okay. the pirates the Buccos. You know what I'm saying? Because they're also Buccaneers. I guess in that sense they're also yeah. Raiders. So you thought so, it was like a different thing they were just calling them? That also I thought wasn't... it. I never really like gave it much thought, and I never really like saw it written anywhere. But I would I would hear people say that, and I'd be like, I guess it's like maybe like a Pittsburgh thing, like maybe there's like a street name or something that like oh. you know there's like an inside joke okay. that I'm not aware of. Um, so that was you know that was my moment. I do like an alternative sports name for something, you know, like the Birds for the Eagles or like the mm. Bolts for the Chargers. Like that's kind of fun, a little colloquialism. Is that the term? Uh, whatever you want to call it, I like that little uh, you know. I don't like the Bolts though because people also apply that to, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know so I mean? like, there, um, uh, my friend Abby probably isn't listening to this podcast because um, it's not the biggest sports person, but we did trivia one time and there was a question on there, like which team is named the Bolts? And thankfully it was a theme round. So all the answers were connected in some way and Chargers didn't make as much sense as Lightning because I think it was all weather related stuff. Mm. But like I was going to be very mad if we kind of if there wasn't that theme and if we got like marked incorrect for that because no it's abs the Chargers are absolutely also yeah. called the Bolts and it wasn't like which NHL team it was just like which sports team so right you know yeah I'm uh, not a fan of like teams having repeat names in different sports like the Jets you know what I mean like they're an NHL team they're an NFL team like that would you know it's like that's our that's a name you know what I mean like I'm sure that you run into that a lot with the oh, Eagles like it's a really popular what about one uh, the same for, league like like the Reds and then the Red Sox and the White Sox like that's, that's that terrible. bothers me and along those lines I I think it should not be allowed for Red Sox players to have socks that aren't red and similarly for the White Sox like sure. that, that should be like a thing you know what I mean like right. why would you like it's whatever like I also sometimes the Red Sox wear um, a red jersey, like like the the like you know body yep. of it is red and the font is blue, right? Like unlike, but that bothers me because the logo yeah, you, this is a big is, thing that you hate. 
yeah, like it should all be in harmony. But anyway, um, I'm going to bring us back to football. Um, there is a report that just came out this moment uh, from wow. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero that the Pittsburgh Steelers are working to finalize a trade to acquire Allen Robinson from the L.A. Rams. I actually read this morning <laughs> about how the Rams were so focused on, um, on obviously, you know, I want to say like acquiring picks, but on utilizing their picks. I think they have 11, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for the 2023 NFL draft. So surely this will bring something. Everybody said this move, this, oh man, watch out. Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford. Oh, they're going to go back to back and picks, blah, 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 blah. No. Rams, that's one of the few things that you and I are totally in agreement on. What, about the Rams being frauds? More specifically, Sean McVay. Like you and I are really deep into that that opinion, um, and a lot of people don't share that with us. So, yeah. Um, uh, and again, the Eagles almost tried to trade for Allen Robinson last year, and if they do that, who knows if they don't get AJ? You know, they, maybe they don't get AJ Brown instead. So that's kind of a crazy domino. And actually, it wasn't just like oh, one of these reports where they had interest in him and they were one of the teams. There was specific reporting about like they were deep into convert. Like it was like. It was, mm. I don't, not on the one yard line, but maybe on like the five yard line, it was like kind of close to happening, but it didn't. There's a uh, world happen. where Deshaun Watson is throwing to Allen Robinson in week one in Detroit, as opposed to Jalen Hurts throwing to AJ Brown. So sure. Wow. Speaking of, uh, let's you know we we've already burst you know bursted uh, like blew blown through wasted whatever like twelve minutes here. Um, Jalen Hurts, the New Deal, et cetera, et cetera. Like everybody's obviously aware of this. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. that there's like a hot take about this. Like um, I here's my take. Um, okay. there's pros and cons, right? Like that, mm. that like are true, like in life, right? Like, Oh, well, give me the pros and cons, right. Of like, whatever you're talking about. I think sometimes this is a new NFC East mixtape thing. Potentially there are pros and truth. The pros are incredibly obvious, right? Like, well, no, like, tr- like potential truths, maybe is the best, better way to put it. Um, but like the pros are incredibly obvious. Jalen hurts plays at an MVP level for the next decade, whatever the Eagles have landed this quarterback, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think a very solid pro is that, like with Carson Wentz, they were first at this. They didn't let Joe Burrow beat them. They didn't let Justin Herbert beat them. You know what I mean? Like, soon enough, Trevor Lawrence is going to get to this. Like, Dak Prescott's going to have an extension done soon. I would imagine mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers' deal is going to get massaged to a certain degree whenever mm-hmm. he's traded to the New York Jets. Um, so being first is always a good thing here, and that is something that Harry Roseman has understood from the very beginning, so kudos to him. The potential truths are that – Perhaps the 2022 Eagles are the best roster that Jalen Hurts will ever play with during his time in Philly. I don't think that that's like a ridiculous potential truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that he may never be utilized as much as a runner ever again. And again, that's a good thing. Like I'm not at all indicating that these are negative things, but like who cares? Like if if those potential truths are even realized to like the worst possible truth, if you're an Eagles fan, who cares? This was the smart thing to do. Like what what was the alternative? Like who is if you're an Eagles fan right. and you're mad, like what what is the alternative plan like? Oh no, it might not work out. Like, well, what are we going to do then? I don't know. You're going to figure it out the way you did with Carson Wentz. What was right. that now 4 years ago? So like if there's an organization who has proven that they can be trusted to do this properly, it is the Philadelphia Eagles as much as it bothers me to say. And even in that worst case scenario, I was kind of talking about this with Jimmy Kemsky on BGN Radio. If you're looking at like what's the downside, um, you know, the, the the difference between this situation and with Carson Wentz is that Jalen Hurts has a no trade clause, the first one in Eagles history. But like, I don't think that's super meaningful in the sense that like if it's an obviously bad situation here and the team wants him gone, like, is he really going to want to be here super against his will? Um, obviously, he would have control over where he would go because he'd be able to veto anything. But there could be a situation in the worst case scenario where he realizes this isn't where he wants to be and he could waive the no trade clause and they can figure something out. 
Um, and I don't think that's likely, but you know, if we're just accounting for that kind of disaster scenario, potential truth is the trademark phrase. When it I don't know. When it comes to um, the deal, yeah, I mean, getting it. The fact that there's no drama is crazy. When you think about like Lamar Jackson, even you're like, you being very familiar with Dak and playing on the tag and everything. And, Kirk Cousins, even the Daniel Jones thing yep. had a lot more drama than this. Sure, and I think uh, that is kind of so. It's 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 not a team friendly deal in the sense that it's the, it's the most expensive contract in the NFL. But Jalen Hurts could have gone for three or four years. Like he could have pushed for that a short term deal, and then so he can get another big contract in just a few seasons from now. Um, he said went five years, which is longer. You know, again, Dak only got four, right? Um, so. Um, you know, he went for more years and, uh, I also think you can say that he didn't possibly, like, he didn't try to maximize his earnings at every turn. He could have, he, again, he could have played out this season and you talked about, um, like what else were they going to do? Yeah. Like were you, so if you didn't want to give Jalen Hurts this payday, you wanted him to play out his final year of his deal. Like you think that's a good vibe when he's like the leader of the team and like, it's just, it wouldn't happen. Like you, you just don't leave. Like it's just a bad sign when you're kind of putting your quarterback in a spot where they have to prove it again uh, in a contract year. So, um, you know, I, I just think it made a lot of sense. The fact that there was no drama with it is great for the Eagles and they, now they can just move on. And everyone likes to point out the low cap hits, which I think is fair to some extent, because I'm sure you saw those tweeted out from Adam Schefter and they're very manageable over the first four years. Eagles are obviously kind of, I think, at the forefront, it's fair to say, when it comes to kind of like some creative cap maneuverings and whatnot. I do think people go a little overboard when it's like, Howie's a magician. It's like, well, yeah, these are lower cap hits in the first four years. And then in like 2027, which is admittedly a far time. It's going to be now, like $90 million or whatever. Million, <laughs> yeah, which clearly, obviously, it's not going to be that high when it gets to that point. because They will continue to restructure, assuming, you know, he plays well and he's not off the team in anything. So like, I think it's a, it's a fine move, but it's not like, like 40 chests and like this is incredible it's it's smart but i don't think it's like unthinkable so all around though um he's locked in and i think um what one thing you said in terms of the, the two big things we have to figure out here are like things i think he can kind of maybe improve in is finding a way to maybe get that you know carry number down i'm not saying you want to neuter his running ability but maybe you have to kind of make sure he's not getting hit as much i i would bet all the dollars in the world. I would bet all of Jalen's dollars that he's not going to be running the ball as much, especially now that this is his contract. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because this is who he is, but this is also another big, so two things here. Number one, um, uh, this is, you're paying for a proven player. This is, a lot of teams are handing out deals to pl- these big money contracts to guys. And let's say like Herbert gets one. He hasn't even made the playoffs. Oh, uh, and now he hasn't made it. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, he hasn't. Oh, wait. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. He did. He doesn't want to play off game is what I meant to say. Mm. And But, like, Jalen Hurts has been to the Super Bowl and, like, you could say very conceivably can win the Super Bowl. It's not like, can this guy win the Super Bowl? Yes, he can. That is his ceiling. Will he? I don't know. It's probably wow. the odds are against it in terms of how hard it is to win the Super Bowl. But it is that's the definite ceiling for him. He's only 24. He could get better. But the other thing that you talked about there in terms of like, and a lot of people are like, only one great season. And that's true. That's the next biggest challenge because Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, um, or well, he had a little bit more success, but like Case Keenum, you know, there are these one year wonder quarterbacks, um, even Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Jets, like the guys who can have really great years. The question is, can you stack these? And that's the next big challenge for him. 
I think a good example of that is Derek Carr, right? Like, and, uh, again, like, there's a lot of good examples. Like, Nick Foles is, like, the, like, supreme example with, like, you know, finding, you know, didn't even have a great season. Mm-hmm. Although that 2013 year, I think we both agree a little bit underrated. But, like, obviously, you know. I don't think the, underrated. I think it was properly rated. But it was the, crazy. The, the, the 2017 run is, like, what, what he gets credit for. And, like, it wasn't yeah. a, an entire season. Is my, and even then, like, the sputtering end of the regular season wasn't inspiring, which you've talked about many times. Mm-hmm. But, um, but Derek Carr, like what was it 2016 when he broke his leg and it was like he was playing like an mvp even matthew stafford like matthew stafford has had like mvp ish like flirted with that level of play you know sporadically throughout his career and even obviously the rams won the super bowl two years ago like he wasn't that dude the entire year you know what i mean but like he his team wisely understood like let's surround him with a lot of talent let's do that and that gets more difficult like if you do think howie is a magician i mean obviously there's a lot of reason to to believe that idea I mean, it's more difficult now. Like, it's objectively more difficult to surround Jalen with talent. It makes, you know, landing this 10th overall pick all the more important. It makes, obviously, turning that, you know, into more capital, if he's able to do that, all the more important. Like, you're now going to have to find some some cheaper avenues, and he's been very good at that, obviously, with Hassan Reddick and CJGJ and all this stuff. Um, I, I do think there's – I think it's a, a, a small percentage of, of potential truth, but I think it's – it's a fair thing to say like, well, it's one great season. Like, yeah. And, but you know what? Like, even if, even if it was like, right. Like even if like in some extreme hypothetical, he was terrible for the future. It was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like this, this will have never been the wrong thing. Even if he sucks and is terrible from here on out and, and the contract ages poorly, it was still the right thing to do the way it was the right thing for the Eagles to pay Wentz when they did the way it was the right thing for the Rams to pay Jared Goff when they did. It's, it's about, there's a risk, right? Like, oh, well, you know, I only want to give away the $200 million if I know it's going to be worth $200 million. Welcome to the world. Like, that's not the way this works. You have, obviously, you know, you can look at things in hindsight and clearly say, oh, that wasn't good. But you also, I think, have to, and we'll be talking about this when we're talking about, like, draft grades and stuff not too long from now. You have to, you you can effectively analyze something with the information you have available to you at the time of that decision. And in that vein, and I put this in uh, that phrasing in my article for Bleeding Green Nation, like with all the information that the Eagles have at this time, this is a very good bet. It doesn't mean that like the contract can't age poorly if Jalen Hurts goes out this season and, you know, tears both ACLs and like he can never play football again. But like, you know, that could happen to any player at any time. Like that's not unique to Jalen Hurts. He doesn't even have an extensive injury history. Obviously he has missed a, a few games and that's something you have to worry about. Again, I think about the hits and everything accumulating. But on the whole, um, I, I and I don't think anyone is really debating this. This kind of feels like a, a fake argument to me. I don't see a lot of people like railing against the Hertz contract right. because except the like, Wentz stands. I mean, all right, that's not a real thing. And he he played so well in the final game of the year, like very feasibly could have won Super Bowl MVP even in a loss with like almost that good. He, he shouldn't have, and I don't believe in that. But I'm saying like he was approaching that kind of level of play where you were left. With no doubt, like we're not like, oh, do we? Is Jalen is Jalen Hurts the guy? Like, no, that's not a question at all. I think that question had been answered before then, though. Like, and I, I think agree. I think the fact that you know the Eagles didn't win a game without him, right? Like, is a is a big indication of that, right? Sure. Like, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of like weird ways you can make that argument. So it, it's the right thing to do that they did it, that they beat Burrow and Herbert and a DAC extension and whoever mm-hmm. else. Like, again. Uh, it will probably actually age poorly. Like, it, however you define the word poorly, it's like people say this all the time. But it's like driving a car off the lot. Like, it is going to immediately depreciate. You mean age value. well for the Eagles, not so well for Jalen Hurts. Right. Like, I, or I don't know. I mean, like, it 
I mean, it's hard to live up to like a massive amount of money. Like it's it's hard for the only player in the NFL who is like paid an absurd amount of money like this that I feel like people are like, oh, absolutely slam dunk, totally worth it is Patrick Mahomes, right? Sure. Like, and so like, oh, if you're the like unicorn, then it's totally worth it. But like, do you think, you know, Rams fans feel like Matthew Stafford is worth it? I can tell you there are Cowboys fans who feel like Dak Prescott isn't, right? Like we could go on and on, even Packers fans or Aaron Rodgers or whoever, like we can go on and on. Russell Wilson's new deal that he got a year ago. Like it's just the <laughs> well, way, definitely that, not. It's, it's the way that this goes. So like you, you have to understand this was, it, it's a calculated risk. And this, this is one that made sense for the Eagles. And so again, I agree with you. I don't think anybody's like really upset about it. This felt pretty like, you know, well received by most people it's just an absurd mm -hmm. amount of money um sure. so it just kind of is what it is but i did see and this brings back an opinion of mine aj brown had tweeted like or i don't know if he tweeted or whatever it was like yeah if you were going to get rid of this guy just send me with him that was my thing like how are you going to maybe move on from jalen hurts after you brought in his buddy so i think i get reverse validation for that oh, you refused to give me props at that time if he's stunk, I don't know that he'd feel the same way. Yeah. He played extremely well. I was right. Of course it's he's cool. going to feel that way. It's cool. We all agree. RJ was right about AJ Brown all along. Never said anything that was incorrect about AJ Brown. So. Uh, I do want to ask you, what do you think this means for Dak now? If we're going to pivot off of the Eagles I mean, angle. Dak is likely going to get an extension this summer. I mean, I would assume. Um, I mean, or at some point between now and the start of the regular season, it would behoove the Cowboys to beat anybody. I've said that all along. Mm -hmm. And you you brought up like, oh, do you want to send Jalen into a contractor? The Cowboys did that with Dak, not once, but twice. They yeah. sent him into 2019 on the final year of his rookie deal. And they sent him into 2020 on the tag. And I just, to address that point, like, what what is that like if you're a fan? Like, like oh man, I hope the team wins. Because if the team wins, then he sucks. And then you suck, right? Like, And right. I hope the team loses. Well, then he's going to play really well and like have them in a corner. And that's what happened to Dak, even though he got injured. Um, and Dak has proved that like the quarterback can get injured and still get like a record-setting deal. Um, you mentioned he only got a four-year deal. That was a win for Dak. And it was because he played the one year on the tag. I mm -hmm. guarantee you, if they had gone to him with a market deal uh, along the lines of Wentz or Goff, and this isn't like insider knowledge, just my own assumption. I mean, in 2019, that it, he would have been way more likely to take it. I mean, but they didn't, and they played it wrong, and they they were wrong, and they had to pay more in the long run. And so I think Dak is going to get an extension. It would be wise to beat Herbert and Burrow, as obvious as, as this is. Um, I don't know that he'll – I mean, how how do you not come close to $50 million? And people are going to be, well, he's not as good. Blah, blah, blah. Like, who cares? Like, this is supply and demand. This is a world of market rate. And this is another reason why you shouldn't be upset if you are somebody who somehow is. You're freaking out about the $51 million, whatever it is. It was two years ago, Brandon, that people were like, oh, my gosh, this dude's making $40 million a year. That, that has literally grown by over 25% in two years' time. Like, it, it, you blink, and it is it, – it, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the market only, 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 only goes up. Somehow there are people who still don't understand this. I think Wentz literally signed for, like, half of what – so you signed for something four or five – four maybe 128 and Jalen Hurts nearly doubled that at 255 so like that's crazy and that's just four years so yeah definitely agree on that point um I guess two questions or two maybe comments number one um comment the guarantees for Jalen Hurts only like 173 million only uh I think that's kind of a win for the Eagles in that you know we're talking about you know, the Deshaun Watson contract and how that impacts the market are you going to have to pay a fully guaranteed they didn't um, and then I, number two, what? just quickly on that, I think that that is, and I'm not like accusing the Eagles of anything, believe me, but like, given that Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten obviously what he's seeking, which is the mm -hmm. fully guaranteed money, this, it seems like the, the other NFL owners are falling in line to not 
let the Deshaun Watson deal be the precedent. Like they're, they're falling in line to let that be the outlier. We're not going to do this. You know what I mean? And, and like, this is another example. If you're Lamar or if you are Herbert or Burrow, it's like, well, yeah, Deshaun got a, you know, fully guaranteed deal, but Jalen Hurts didn't, you know what I mean? Like whatever. So like, it, it does seem like the league is protecting itself. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I think that's but like for you know for looking at wins for which side you know the Eagles got some you know I the think Eagles got the Eagles got one of the best players in the NFL like the Eagles win no matter what they're paying. They well, win. I think it's a win-win. I think Hertz got some you know good financial security as well, especially for a player who hadn't made a lot of money considering he was a second-round pick. Relatively, like he was only set to make four million this year. Like he got like a lot of increased security instantly and didn't go through a season this year where he got hurt and then you know his market might be lower. Who knows? Um, I guess the other thing is. Do you think Dak will get more per year than Hertz? I mean, if you believe in the laws of supply and demand, I mean, why wouldn't he? You know what I mean? Like again, like th- like you you have to let go of like, and I'm partly talking to you, but you have to partly let go of like, oh, he sucks, he's not good, blah blah blah, whatever. Like he has proven to be a very very top option franchise quarterback. This is a, a pass fail question. You know what I mean? That this isn't like a grade on a letter. Like, you know what I mean? This is just a, a simple yes or no thing. It's it's a flow chart. Are they a viable franchise quarterback? Are they a top tier franchise quarterback? I, I don't know where you or whoever's listening wants to rank Dak, but if we're all serious here, like he is. And so like, how can he not? How can Dak or Herbert or Burrow or Lawrence next year, how can none of them top the figure that Jalen Hurts just reached? And that's why it's important to be first, to be soon, to not wait, to not drag your feet. I mean, that's a lesson that I would have hoped the Cowboys did learn throughout the course of the last four years when negotiating with Dak on the final year of his rookie deal. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how he does it in, in an objective sense. Who were the last three Super Bowl winning quarterbacks? Uh, I don't know what you're like. It's Patrick Mahomes, Tom, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of goes against the, like, you can't win with an expensive quarterback. I mean, those all work, Although, right? although Stafford one on his last deal with Detroit, like before the, the extension adjusted at all. No, not before then. Like he got okay. the extension that put him at 40 a year, a year ago, like after they won, but it was still probably a big cap number though. Right. I mean, it, it couldn't it, have been like a tiny cap number to, at, at least to your point. Like if you want to throw an umbrella over it, they were all quarterbacks yeah. uh, who were on their second contract with it. So at the very, you know, like they weren't just, on their rookie deals. I think it's a little overstated. Like you have to win with a, you know, cheap. Well, people I don't people know lean on true. the, like they can't take up more than what is it? Like 12 and a half, 13 and a half percent of your salary cap. No, like, I mean, it's stupid. I mean that people say this and whatever. And like, I recognize there's a lot of data to support that, but like if you're well, an aggressive it's an advantage, if you don't have to have that, but it's well, not like, like realistic. here's my, here's my question. Like, could the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year? Yes. Yeah, they're right? a contender. Sure. Right. So, like, if they did, they would disprove that. And it's not because Dak is on a second deal or his rookie contract. It's because they were aggressive in team building, right? Like, they traded for Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cooks. And, like, you know what I mean? They, like, that. that's what it takes. It's not, like, a matter of, like, oh, man, our quarterback's making 1% more than he needs to be for us to be right. able to win the Super Bowl. Like, it's just, it's a stupid, like, lazy thing for people to lean on. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, how could Dak not? You know what I mean? Like, he, you know, people want to be like, well, I don't know, man. I, I would only pay him, like, 48 a year. Like, like if who would who would agree to that? Like it's so silly that people. Still like, are you hungry or are you not? Like you need dinner, and it's like, well, you would pay forty eight dollars for this meal, but you wouldn't pay fifty dollars for the meal. It's like, well, are you hungry? Because like, what the what's the alternative? You're just not going to eat anything in this case. And, this, and obviously, there's there's in, in a different world. There's other places you can eat, but I'm saying like these are your options. You can either eat for fifty dollars, or I've I've picked up tweets. <laughs> In my mentions that are like, I would, I'm, I'm taking Max Duggan in the seventh round. I think he's the next Brock Purdy. So like, again, it's just like, 
these that's things a good plan. These things happen that like feed and perpetuate these silly ideas and these. Silly if he was the next Brock Purdy, you would take him earlier though. That's the. Thing. I, I know you're not I, saying that, but like, well, like that was the that. we brought that up last week about the second round picks yeah. and like J- Jalen is like an, a supreme well, example of that working out. But like, well, Ron you know, Rivera was saying that like he thinks Sam Howell or whatever is the next you know Brock Purdy, which is very dumb because if he did, you would have had more faith in him then. Um, or yeah, you would have started him before the final yeah. of the regular season, but whatever. Um, okay, so I think we've covered all the Jalen stuff. I think we've covered the Cowboys sort of and like the impact that it's had on Dak. Not a lot going on at Dallas, it feels like kind of a They're slow... super chill, man. I, yeah. I the only thing is like, um, I mean, every mock you look at, like, and by I'm, I'm talking like the, the adult mocks, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying they're or kid mocks, but like the national mocks, it's tight end, tight end, tight end, tight end, tight end. mock draft. Yeah, that, that's a thing that's going to happen at some point in the future. I really believe that. Uh, with the 14th overall pick, Patrick Starr. Someone gets slimed and they get drafted. Yeah. That'd be kind of um, fun. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones got a new deal this offseason. Um, what is that? You had a few Giants notes. We have a lot to get to with the commanders, but what were your Giants notes, I guess, for us to sweep over? Saquon um, hasn't signed the tag and therefore not eligible to participate in activities at this point in time um look like on the subject of drama tony pollard is the only dude who has been tagged that signed it this offseason like it mm. has been a super drama free offseason for the cowboys which is part of what is feeding yeah. my excitement for the team which is really cool um but and i'm not saying this is like you know soaked in drama but like it is a dramatic thing right like he's he's purposefully not signing the tag uh, I do think that it, when I said like not a lot was going on with the Cowboys, to be clear, that's not like an indictment. That's typically a good thing when you're not having some kind of big dominating storyline. Real quick on the Nickelodeon thing again, they should have at least one pick each year in the first round where it's like the Nickelodeon pick, but you don't know when it is. So at some point, you know, Roger Goodell is out there on the stage. <laughs> Something like pops and, up. Yeah. No, no, he gets sli- him in the pick or whoever they get slimed at a random time. He doesn't know oh, when it's going to come. Like he on he the just gets stage. slimed. Yeah. Um, and the kids would love that. It'd be a fun way to get the kids involved. Like, and then, then the suspense of it all is this going to be the pick where he gets slimed? Anyway, this is just a free idea for you, NFL. Shouldn't we take a break, bye. by the way? Okay. Let's take a break. Hear a word from our sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. While we oh, were gone, great. Brandon told me that. What, what your favorite nickelodeon show growing up was i'm gonna have to say hey arnold mm. my wife says that our dog bear um that he, sometimes he looks like hey arnold because his ears like kind of poof out and so he, he does kind of look like a football head a little bit um well, I'm a football i always guy, think of you know football head his football family right um I always uh, make the reference to it's. It might be the first episode of Hey Arnold when um, when Arnold's going to fight like the bully, and Helga Pataki is like like just reminding him of his like impending doom, and she's like outside mm-hmm. of his building, and she's like <laughs> you know twenty one hours and sixteen <laughs> minutes until you die, whatever. So yeah. I always think of that episode. It's uh, funny. It's a funny I, show. I will go Rugrats um, as far as like youthful stuff. Um, but when I got a little bit older, some, like, Rocket scary Power. episodes of Rugrats, like or like creepy, like the one where um, um, Angelica, her little brother, she like remember like she dreams that her parents have a little brother and it like eats her. So I, I don't know, it was just it was scary. It was a scary. I episode. will say there was there was an episode that startled me. It's when Chucky um, 
ingests a watermelon seed and he's like yes. led to believe that a watermelon kind of like grow in him yeah. and like you know through him uh so um yeah that's a scary thing rocket power is up there for me as well okay. um woody, woody, woody. Who, does, who didn't like rocket power yeah exactly uh, uh-huh. so um anyway the new york uh, football giants i think this is i so I, I think i put on the dock like holdouts in quote air quotes there because they're actual quotes i'm doing air quotes uh because like this doesn't really matter for the time being you know missing OTAs they're not even they're not even practicing they're they're just working out in the building they're just like doing weightlifting and and running around on the field I guess that kind of stuff but um there's bear hey Arnold um that was cool (laughs) yeah that's what I'm saying we don't really have a lot to get to with the Cowboys and Giants this week so we don't have to waste any time well the only thing is I think I think the Dexter Lawrence situation will be resolved. I think they'll find a way at some point to get on the same page and pay him. But the Saquon thing's a little more tricky because of the nature of his position and the that the Giants were so insistent about like getting this deal done with Daniel Jones so they could have the franchise tag for Saquon and speaks to they only kind of are comfortable having him on that one year deal. I think it'll eventually work out, I guess, where Saquon comes back or whatever, but uh I think he clearly wants that multi-year extension, and I don't think the Giants want to give it to him. Um, I, I mean, think they want him for one more I, year, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, and can you blame them? You know what I mean? Like, no. So, I don't know. Is Saquon um, – we're recording this on the 18th, right? Tuesday the 18th. <clears throat> so, in 10 days, is Saquon the only running back who was a first-round pick in the NFC East? um no as of as of next friday morning no so you're saying you're saying oh you're leaning into Bijan to the eagles that's not necessarily the case could also be jameer gibbs at i guess like, number 26 it was um for you guys or or uh, 30 for I actually, or, right so i actually uh saw or the commanders um, could get Bijan. that's true um we're about to get to the commanders but i was gonna it was um it was peter schrager's mock draft that he released today for you and i on tuesday he had correct me if i'm wrong Bijan to the eagles at 10 and Gibbs to the Cowboys. At yeah. Yes. And like, look, I mean, this isn't a knock on Peter Schrager, but like the the like justification that anybody uses for this is like the Cowboys let Zeke Elliott go in free agency. So like they've surely gonna replace him. It's like, okay. By the way, on that, remember like when it came out, like I don't know, three weeks to a month ago now that like Zeke wanted to wrap up his decision between the Bengals, Eagles, oh, and Jets in the like, next week. In the next week or so. And, uh, it's been a while. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a while since that happened. I do have a uh, thing on Bijan that I was thinking about recently. And like, it's just the people, the way people, and I'm not trying to knock the prospect and I, I get why people want to have fun. I don't knock that, but I think the way people talk about it is just unrealistic in terms of like what it could actually look like. Which team in the NFL that has a running back that you're like so afraid of? And that's like, it's the just such the big it's the, driver. The Niners are the only one. But also, that's like okay. That's part of their offense, though, too. Like they're off. It's not I'm, just well, him. You asked ask the question. Okay, I mean, but, but okay, like, that's one, right? Yes, one. Okay, one so who's like, very good, is, and he's not. Wait, what is he also good at? That scares you. It's not just running. I agree with it's you. Catching the ball as well. We agree that Aaron Jones is a very good running back, right? Like sure, six seven, but right? Like, like is anyone? No, hang on, just like can't beat the Packers. Play, but play my game. Play my game, right? Like so, he's like a top six seven running back in the NFL, right? Aaron Jones. So. Even the Aaron Rodgers list Packers, Rodgers list Packers, Eagles are playing them. Are like a- among your list of priorities? Like where does Aaron Jones fall? Like fourth, fifth, right? You're like, mm. you know, it's it's just it's not the game. You know what I mean? Or like, like Nick Chubb, fat. who's like one of the best backs in the NFL. Like, right. 
Browns aren't good. Like you're not scared of them. You're not. Scared. I mean, he's a great player, but you're not scared of that team. Jonathan Taylor with the Colts, they didn't even right, make right, the right. playoffs. Like, the Colts are frauds. Like, I mean, like that's that's why the Colts are frauds. I'm just like, who are, who are these running backs that like, oh, you're deathly afraid of in the NFL? That like, oh, we I mean, need maybe, this guy because it'll I, make I us so hard to beat. I think we're like slightly biased because of like division stuff, but like Saquon, I think we're a little, like you know the Cowboys or Eagles are playing the Giants. We're like, okay, gotta pay a little bit of attention to Saquon. You know what I mean? Like it does kind of wake sure, you up and make you sit up in your chair a little bit. Um, we have factor, ten minutes, it, so all right, we have ten minutes, Brandon. So. Uh, we have to get to this, and this is related. You tweeted on Monday night that James Harden was playing like an idiot. Um, he was. <laughs> He's playing so stupid. It's one thing for a player to struggle, <laughs> like you're doing the right thing, you're just not good. Like he was just like he couldn't dribble. Like what are you doing? And like dumb passes. Um, I didn't watch that at all. I did watch. I didn't finish because it went to double overtime, but the Dallas Stars game. Um, and like I'm not a Stars fan, obviously, you know they're a Dallas team and so like you know I've got no qualms with them but like I will say back to our color scheme point is like that is like you know if you're like if you are like a Cowboy Stars fan you gotta like wear green you know what I mean when you hate the Eagles you know it's just like a, a tough scene you know what I mean you, you wish it was a little bit different anyway um but you tweeted that out and James Harden is now sort of connected to the Washington Commanders at least we think um so it looks like the <laughs> the Harris group is going to I know there have been some funky like you know uh like residual storylines or whatever that have come out in the last week since this kind of came out. But um, you brought up the analogy of being on the five yard line, the one yard line. It does feel like we're on the, like mm -hmm. we're, we're like an Eagles uh, rugby conversion. scrum, or I was going to say we're like an Eagles okay. rugby scrum away from um, the Harris group taking over the Washington commanders, which is a bummer uh, because now they have solid ownership. I mean, it's a good thing for commanders fans. And I think we have to address that. Uh, but for anybody else, it's like, well, now they're going to be like, you know, not the worst team in the NFL, which is a bummer. Um, but it's a huge um, deal. It's literally anyone they like. We said this all along. Anyone who is not Dan Snyder immediately raises their ceiling. Like, it doesn't mean they're gonna. Doesn't mean Josh Harris is gonna be a great owner. Also, but it does mean that like it's very likely to be an upgrade because I, there's just nowhere to go but up. I think we have a, a relatively young audience, and by that I mean like 35 and younger. And so like we're both younger than 35. Um, but for the I don't know, maybe less inclined with NFL history audience to people who who obviously know that the Eagles World Championships of the like 40s or whatever didn't even really matter. Um, like once upon a time, the Washington franchise was legit. Yeah, like like they were awesome. And not only were they awesome, they were like a legit brand. Like they were like a Tiffany franchise of the NFL. I, I would put it as far as saying, Brandon, I know this will bother you. They were like it, like an NFL hierarchy, they were higher than the Eagles. Like, oh, like yeah, I would say, for... like, it, it, it was like Cowboys in Washington as far as NFC East teams. The Giants kind of came up the late 80s, 90s, and obviously mm -hmm. the 2000s helped them out. Um, the Eagles have sort of had like a 21st century rise, but mm -hmm. once upon a time, it was it was Dallas and Washington that really kind of raised the the sort of reputation of the division. And so, like, they've got that at their back, and now they've got this like you know obviously new coming or incoming like influx of energy. Like, I they'll they'll be a There'll be a thing, and that's that's a you know that's that's a tough scene from a competitive standpoint in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean they won what three Super Bowls? They won three titles. Yeah. Okay. So. And they have one of the best teams ever. To I think I don't know if you have like um, Pro Football Reference open. I always remember Elliot Harrison bringing this up. I think the 1983 Washington team had a plus 46 turnover differential mm. and lost the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> wild. You know what I mean? Like that's really, really, really wild. Yeah, so um, look it's, it's simple as that, really. I mean, Dan Snyder's almost gone, not officially, but he will be probably soon. 
and the new owner is going to absolutely make new upgrades you would think in terms of like probably new stadium at some point but in the short term also or maybe shorter term depending on how long it takes new practice facility um practice facility that is maybe closer to the stadium and everything because we've talked about that before how like now everything is like so far apart at least relatively so and not convenient so um you know and just because you fix all that doesn't again necessarily guarantee the team is going to be great and, sure. and back on the right track but it's it's unquestionably a step in the right direction towards that and it's also you know just from a fan perspective it just has to be so exciting and we actually had um jamal on uh eye on the enemy john stolness this week and like he was talking about you know his take on on the ownership change and everything and just you could just hear the excitement in his voice it's like oh my gosh like he well he also said like at, at one level like he doesn't even almost know if he can enjoy it because like he's been so broken and beaten down and like conditioned to be disappointed and um just to not have faith in some ways by the commanders but at the same time there's also this feeling of hope for the first time in a very long time and they have a lot to get right in terms of quarterback and you know i'm guessing they're going to have a new head coach with a new ownership group and everything and probably new gm as well so Some new vibe new energy you new know what vibe. i mean like it's it's by the way i just to land my point um so the eagles last year very 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 good team right like just to stay on brand here four, 477 points scored a point differential of 133 Mm-hmm. What do you think the 1983 Washington team's point differential was? You said the Eagles were plus 183? Yeah, um, yeah I've, I've moved away now. But, like, they scored 477 points, this Eagles team. They scored a million points, right? Like, it felt that way? I'm going to say plus 202. You're very close. They scored uh, plus 209 point wow. differential. Um, they did have a plus 43 turnover differential. They scored 541 points wow. that year. And they lost this. That's what I'm saying. Like, again, if you're a younger fan or like a newer fan, like this, this organization was awesome. You know what I mean? Like they, they, like I can tell you like now, like today, like, you know, obviously like all division rivalries or whatever, but like it was Dallas, Washington, like growing up as a kid, like it was, it's only been the last, like I would say 15 years that it's become like Cowboys Eagles within the division, but man alive, like this organization getting back on its feet. And obviously like also like, you know, a a bad person not having like a good thing anymore is objectively a good thing. Um, And I will say, I'm really happy for Washington fans. Like they they deserve this. Like they deserve this. Like, and I, I look, I want a, a division like it was so fun last year with three teams mm. that were in the mix. And even when Washington was kind of like we had to like are all four teams going to make it like bring bring back the NFC East. Or you know what? When it's really good, you can call it the NFC Beast. Be the well, we came up with that name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, and people get mad about that. And they're always like, no, you didn't. But it's just true. I used to read blogs in the mid 2000s. People were calling <laughs> it NFC Beast. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it is kind of crazy that like. We were just able, it's something maybe, you know, we might come to realize, I don't think you and I, but the Royal Re, if you will, just like that we took for granted, the fact that the commanders are just every year there. It's not that they can't have a year where they win the division or something. Sure. They can have a good year mixed in there at some point, not impossible, but from a bigger, like a bigger picture perspective, um, you just they're you're not they're never a threat to actually do anything in terms of be uh, except for rg3 which looks scary at the beginning but that was very short-lived obviously they've never been a threat to actually like, seriously make noise and it's been very nice for the eagles and cowboys especially for the commanders to be like that for so long now and the giants obviously who i think are getting better but for a while there were just like doa and 
to your point and liking the division being more competitive well guess what it is it automatically even again even if it takes time for this new ownership group or whoever they hired to find their yeah. footing they're very much they're going at some point they are just by because how bad snyder was they will accidentally luck into having a nice little stretch probably at some point. The, the ship is no longer headed 180 degrees or like headed south you know what i'm saying like it, it takes a long time to like turn 180 degrees all the way around but like to your point like the the turn has begun like however long it takes like they are moving less south than they were as a franchise um and again good for their fans um i know you're bummed because it's the harris group and so you like have this weird like oh the owner of my it's, favorite it's basketball team thing. can't own can't own a rival of my favorite football team like it's not weird it's whatever dude. is it a fun vibe if you're an eagles fan or a Sixers fan? is this a cool, are you fun at thing? any point ever in your life Life. on is monday a, night on monday night when you tweeted that james harden was playing like an idiot were you at any point like oh, i'm having such a hard time enjoying the sixers game because josh harris is going to be the commander's owner i mean not in the game but the bigger picture <laughs> i am like and when is it wondering oh there's also things that factor in there in terms of like oh the sixers are they ducking the luxury tax because they wanted to buy a football team then yeah i have an issue with that as a sixers fan when they're doing things mm -hmm. that are potentially benefiting another franchise who happens to be a division rival of the other team in the city then yeah how is that not problematic and how is that not annoying um, i think that, uh, they did a, duck the luxury street tax a sub storyline of all this is that magic johnson is now a rival of ours because he's Why? part of the like ownership <laughs> magic johnson tweeting That's... out the the washington commanders are a team based in landover maryland just like the very obvious <laughs> magic johnson tweets or like his i don't know you know what i'm talking about i think those are always All funny right. when he just tweets something that's incredibly obvious it's you like, know magic thanks, uh his, his, magic. Tweet, his tweets are his tweets are something else um so, sometimes i say that they're uh they're magical uh because you know, his name's magic uh you know what i'm saying uh yeah speaking of tweets from people on twitter that um not a favorite of mine the craziest thing i've ever seen well that's that's a high bar but um one of the craziest things I've ever seen on twitter i don't know if i've talked about this before is oj simpson's first tweet I, I just think that was insane at one point in that tweet which is like a video because i think he tweets out videos when he tweets it was he said something to the effect of i have a lot of scores to settle with people no no you don't don't say that <laughs> dude don't say that um so i think about that often because it was a crazy thing to say but anyway anyway um, it's not a good vibe it's just not you can't say it is and again there have been issues it's not a good vibe from a competitive standpoint it is a good vibe obviously for the commanders like this is like if again if it, like the age group i mentioned if you're like even 40 or younger you know this is this is like arguably the greatest day of your like commanders fans oh, yeah they, they, they shouldn't Commander. care about the eagles or sixers connection because they just they just hate dan snyder so any <laughs> owner is better so they'll, they'll gladly take that um i did see um peter king wrote about this i don't know if you read this um because we were Why worried that just Jeff want Bezos your owner to only own one team and just be all invested in that so, team. Why is that a bad it's thing? It's fine to want that. It's Their weird to be focus. like, this bothers me greatly. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's like, the absence cares? of that. That is the opportunity cost. That is the alternative. Someone whose attention is anyway, divided and they're uh, not all in on one team. And you're, you might suffer we were, because of that. We were worried about Jeff Bezos buying the commanders, mm -hmm. obviously, right? That was like our, you know, this is still not great, again, from a competitive standpoint. But Jeff Bezos, who has like infinite money, uh, would have been CEO, a little bit worse. Entrepreneur. Right um so did, did you read what the, we can close with this did you read what peter king wrote about him on monday the football no. morning in america um so he wrote that it seems like the seahawks are going to be the next nfl team up for sale um Ooh. and that can i that buy them? NFL, I would love to buy the seahawks well how much you got uh, we'll see it's probably going to take a good seven bill so 
Um, that fifty dollars you talked about for the meal, whether you wanted to eat, maybe maybe you don't eat right now. You know, maybe you mm. like you save a couple of meals. You know, you eat a big lunch, you don't get the dinner a couple times. Uh, but anyway, um, I d- I'm going to fudge these details, but it was something like if the Seahawks are sold like before the year 2024, that 10 percent has to go to the state of Washington. I don't know why. Like, I don't know what legal situation this is. Uh, but so it's going to take like another year or so, maybe maybe two years uh, for the Seahawks to be up for sale. And Peter King wrote that like NFL owners are, these are my words, I'm paraphrasing, like quietly, but like definitively urging Jeff Bezos to buy an NFL team. Right? Like they, they want Bezos in the club um, for mm. obvious reasons. Well, and so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and so, and if you're if you're Bezos, like if you're whoever, who would you rather own, like the Commanders or the Seahawks, right? Like, and so, like it makes sense well, that he wanted to, that he would have wanted to wait. Plus, like Bezos is this like like isn't Seattle like more of like his vibe? I feel like I was going to say. Well, I think it's based there, right? Isn't it? Or like, isn't um? There's I know. Yeah, it's based. Amazon is based in in Seattle. So 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 like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like their headquarters, it just, sorry, their it, headquarters are in Seattle. Yeah. Okay, that's a different thing. But yeah, like um, it it just fits. So like my point is like we may be putting like a bookmark in the like Bezos NFL ownership subject, but like it is going to come back up again. I think well, at least in a year, year and a half. Um, by then we'll be on 200 episodes of the NFC's mixtape, of course. I would very much prefer him to be in Seattle as opposed to Washington. Cause again, that would be I think very bad. Um, I would say also come on Jeffrey, you can do it. Pave the way, put your back into it. Tell us why, show us how, look at where you came from. Look at you now. I really don't know what that time. Like I said, you'll figure it out <clears throat> or you won't. Let's get out of here as we do. Um, I would like you me, to come up with the final question. Uh, well, I wanted to give a shout out to um, Gorillas. Paper are towels. You familiar with the band? No, Gorillas. Um, feel good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, their new album that came out in February, but I am slow, I guess, relatively so, uh, on discovering it. Called Cracker Island. Um, some big name features on there. You got Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac on there. You got Bad Bunny and some others. Uh, I think it's a fun time. You're gonna say the Hey Arnold thing again? Nope. You muted your microphone instead, so people can't hear Bear barking, um, which I think he still is. And RJ, yeah, he's pointing to his microphone and telling me to vamp. By the way, you should check out Righteous Felon Craft Jerky by going to righteousfelon.com and using discount code BGN15 for 15% off your order. Um, I like to, you know, fill in plugs while RJ is trying to get bear out of where he is or get him to stop barking um but anyway good album gorillas cracker island give it um, a check but, but this inspired a question to, i had go ahead go ahead okay so i have a question for you and i know we have to get out of here um if you were on cracker island where there were a lot of actual like the snacks crackers to eat what would you really hope to be on that island graham graham crackers graham cracker. under no. i don't i don't I don't need a s'more. Man, what is going on here? You go, Brandon. I, I was going to say, my answer, I think that's a creative answer by you, but I would go savory. I, I was, And I just made me think about these. I'd forgotten about them. The I don't think they have to just be Ritz brand, but I think they might have been. Um, the, the cracker that is half pretzel on one side and then half cracker on the other side, man, I thought those things were a great time because... I'm not the biggest fan of a plain rich cracker kind of boring to me or too soft in texture kind of like more of a satisfying crunch but the flavor can be nice so i think if you get that flavor of the buttery rich cracker combined with that crunchier uh and saltier pretzel texture i think that's kind of a big win and obviously i think those are great you can eat those on their own they're so good but you can also um have a real nice time with dipping those so um i didn't hear anything 
that you have said, you had but, those the pretzel uh, cracker the ritz like the pretzel the it's like half pretzel now, on one side if half we can pretzel, choose ritz, then i'm choosing ritz crackers um okay but i i'm gonna be honest i don't think saltine crackers are that good like what what do you like people put it in like chili right like man, it's me you know what i mean like i was gonna say like i like a saltine sometimes. i was gonna say graham crackers are underrated in fact like and i, I bear was mm. barking but like i don't i don't need this more you know like graham crackers are really good on their own you know what i mean like sure like, like nor- normalize eating graham crackers as a snack. I did want to bring something up um, mm-hmm. when you brought up the album. Um, I haven't listened to this yet, so I can't vouch for it. But I saw a um, good friend of Blogger and the Boys, Pat Doney from NBC in Dallas, tweet out, there's a new Fall Out Boy album. This is kind of like up our wow. alley. We both like some alternative rock. You know what I mean? Like, I never listened to Fall Out Boy, Boy a ton other than the hits. Just I know I only know the hits. Probably like, uh, thanks for the memories or you know whatever thanks for the memories which is weirdly spelled on the track title did you ever notice this no vowels is that really i didn't know what it was mm-hmm. is there a reason for that yep. like a deep reason mm-hmm. um the song nobody puts baby in a corner by fallout boy i've told this story before i was really late to watching um dirty dancing in life um but so i love that song and when i finally saw dirty dancing, dirty dancing and he was and Patrick Spacey's like nobody puts baby in a corner. I was watching. I was like, that's the song. I, I was, <laughs> I was like, they stole that yep. from Fallout Boy. So it's very Boom. strange. But uh, I saw Pat Doni tweet out that Fallout Boy's new album is apparently like the From Under the Cork Tree album, which featured um, nobody puts baby in a corner, dance dance, sugar we're going down. There was another song that was called like oh. Our Lawyers Made Us Change the Title of This. Um, nice. So I just pulled it up. It's called So Much, and then in parentheses is the word for So Much for stardust um and it's kind of appropriate that i was bringing this up because i don't know if you can tell the cover is a dog barking and that i was trying to bring that up when bear was barking mm. so wow that's what made you think of it no um you made me think of it when you brought up the album and i was looking mm. for it and then bear started barking so like the poetry in the air was just really nice so uh we talked about a lot of stuff today wow give us I would say give I us your ending to the fa- podcast give us your favorite video me. game uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, You're supposed to say, say Ninja Turtles, the Arcadia. I mean, I think Banjo Kazooie popped into my head, but I have a. Okay, give us a perfect. Just the episode. Pete Wentz doing a lot better than Carson Wentz. <laughs>